Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. listening to season five of mother may i sleep with podcast i'm your host molly mcelever Alright you guys, today we're doing Odd Girl Out. We have a special guest, Anita Flores. She hosts a podcast all about Frasier, which is so exciting. Um, She's younger than me, much younger than me, which really took me off guard when I found out that this was the age of the host of the Frasier podcast. (laughs) I was like expecting you to easily be four years older than me when we first started corresponding. How are you? Welcome to the show. Um, I am so well and absolutely honored to be here. Um, number one, it is always fun to catch people off guard with my age and Frasier, especially because I live in New York City. Uh, I do comedy and, you know, if you're not from, you know, I you start to get aged out of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so these, you know, uh, under 30 lists of comedians, like that's never going to happen for me. So hosting a Frasier podcast is nice because it makes me feel extremely young which is really good for my ego. Uh, and uh, separately, I am a, uh, a big Lifetime fan. Uh, I went to four different colleges. Thank you very much. I did finally graduate. Uh, <laughs> but those first two colleges were pretty rough and lonely. And I watched a lot of Lifetime films. Uh, Lifetime Movie Monday uh, was a bright spot my uh, freshman year of college, especially. So uh, yes, I feel like my life has been leading up to this podcast. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, that was like the, I mean, I was reached out to and they said, Anita loves Lifetime movies. And I said, well, we got to do this. Like, it's very yes. rare that I have someone on that genuinely loves the medium. So I'm so thankful that you're here for this. And you picked a movie called Odd Girl Out, which yeah, I've heard of like around mm-hmm. and I've probably even seen before and just you know you don't always register what it is that you're watching on Lifetime. Of course, you're just all the time passively watching and then maybe you'll never find out, maybe it'll be on in a repeat 2 hours later. But Odd Girl Out, I don't think I've ever really watched the way I watched it. I was surprised that you picked this as a Lifetime head just because it's so um refreshing it's like a really straightforward teen bullying movie we haven't Mm -hmm. had some good teen movies on really this season so i i love a teen movie it does something for me i love bad teens um but you pick this one why does it have a special place in your heart well i wanted to pick a film that i had seen originally when it came out uh and of course uh in your podcast you've covered a lot of classics 
uh, including this. To me, this felt the closest I was going to get to cyber seduction, which is a, a it's a, obviously a special film, very close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually uh, we did a talent show at a old job that I had, which was actually I was a production assistant for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and we Jesus. did we did a talent show, which is like my nightmare. Uh, and so I don't I I couldn't think of any talent, so I said to myself, I, I don't know where I thought this was a good idea, but I uh, I printed out one of my favorite <laughs> scenes from Cyber Seduction and then acted it out with my then boss. And that was my talent, was doing a dramatic reading. Uh, Just to remind everyone, that's the movie yes. about the teenage masturbator, right? The chronic masturbator? Correct. Which stars uh, the kid from the action or you know the non-animated version of peter pan uh i would say this is his second claim to fame is cyber seduction so back to why i chose this movie i did want to do something that was in the in the bad teen realm uh you know maybe i am pining for my you know high school youth not that i ever was a bad teen Mm -hmm. uh but i would say you know it's you you live vicariously through these bad teen movies at least i definitely have uh, and I definitely remember watching this movie long, long ago. Uh, I agree. I out. could only like hope of having been a bad teen. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I'm 100% on board with you. I love to watch it because I never went there. Um, this no. movie doesn't have any drinking or drugs really besides the overdose that will happen, you guys. Spoiler alert. Um, But that's, I mean, it seems unintentional. I thought that was really interesting. And it occurred to me after, you know, sort of ruminating on everything that I had seen. This movie doesn't have like partying. Even when there's partying, it's not partying, which is, I think, a departure from most Lifetime movies. And I think like with bad teens anyway, because there's always like a casual drinking and a party presence that Oh yeah, has disturbed no. me as a nerd, like as an mm-hmm. <laughs> internal forever nerd. I've always been disturbed by it. And this movie is just like, oh no, people can just be bad. It's not always drugs and alcohol. Sometimes people are just rotten inside. That's right. Um, I hope it's okay to reference, because I know there's other movies that you've already talked about, but I'd love to reference them as comparison. I love that. Uh, no, that's, so, that's what we do. So, so like, what you were just saying, like the nerd thing, absolutely. Like I remember a movie that freaked me out was um, uh, She's Too Young. Yeah. Because I remember seeing She's Too Young. Uh, in, and in that movie, it's like, oh, casual hooking up. And here's the worst thing that could possibly happen, which is syphilis. And, you know, to me, I don't know how likely – that was never likely uh, in my case as I was not sexually active in high school. But I think bullying is something that can happen to anyone, uh, including the quote-unquote popular. All, all of the worst bullying that I heard about, it didn't happen to me. I was lucky. I feel like to me in high school, the best thing you can do is try not to exist. That that's, to me is the only way to avoid being bullied. My best friend I met my senior year of high school, and she's still my best friend – And I constantly joke with her that she and I came from different social groups and that she was popular. And she told me about the kind of bullying that was happening in her group. And it sounded absolutely terrible. And and she was in the quote unquote popular group. So uh, I was thinking about that a lot. I mean, I'll say that I definitely was ostracized from my female friend group, I think going into senior year. So I spent my senior Mm. year pretty much with like my two close 
girlfriend, best friends, and then my boyfriend a lot. But like, mm-hmm. I, there's mm-hmm. always, for me, there was always infighting, even in the most mm. like inconsequential of groups. But I was looking mm-hmm. back on it and just thinking about how often and frequently, like, they, the popular girls were like tagging someone in and tagging other people out in terms of mm-hmm. who was in like the lead bitch position. And mm-hmm. specifically in this movie, Stacy, that character, gets a lot of like glow that I don't really understand. And I want to know from you, well, like as we're sort of breaking this down, what you think Nikki's motivation is and like caping so hard for Stacy, a person who's never asked for it, like why she needed to be her second fiddle. It almost also, this whole movie, almost shot for shot, reminded me of Mean Girls. Yes, I wrote that down in my notes. I said, this appears to be a ripoff of Mean Girls. I mean, are we fighting with Tina Fey? No, because this movie came out before Mean Girls did. Did it? I thought Mean Girls came out in 2004. Maybe. I don't know. For This is my other theory with Odd Girl Out. We can't yes. put the internet aside without acknowledging like that this movie may have sat on the shelf for a little bit. But Oh, for sure. You're yeah. younger than me, so maybe you're more involved with like Alexa Vega's career because I did not see Spy Kids. I don't really know about that whole world. I know that most of the people in this movie are still acting, which is great. Um, there's a lot of people on here that went on to do series and movies and all sorts of stuff. Very successful. Like even the people that don't have pictures on IMDb have had a great career. Um, but yeah, do you, do you know like what, if she was famous like that, was she like that teen star? So I, you, I think you are right. I actually do know a little bit about uh, her trajectory in that I do feel like she almost had a uh, opportunity to sort of go into more teen girl movies. To give you another example, she was in a movie called Sleepover. Does that ring any bells to you? You should. This So this movie came out in 2004. I'm looking at the poster. This is a movie I saw in theaters, but I was in 11th grade. Uh, and this movie is about, oh, it also stars... Hold on, I just want to get This is what the, I was um, like looking for because I'm gonna I'm looking it up right now. I'm just like, I wonder who her co-stars are because that would help me a lot. I would um, guess that I haven't seen it. I went through a weird so, depression after college where I just didn't see movies for like four years because I was um afraid to feel things because I was poor. So I just didn't see Well that. I missed a lot of okay, Jane Lynch was in it. Sarah Paxton, yeah. who we love from um the alcoholic movie. Um, who's a cousin the, of Bill Paxton. And the kid, or he's an adult now, who's an American Horror Story, Evan... Evan Peters. Like, yeah, he's in it as like a... He's dating Halsey. Like a, Halsey. Like a skater. I, I Yes, I, I did recently see that. But he plays like a like a skater kid who has a crush on one of the girls. But anyway, this is the... Uh, this is what it says on IMDb. It's... Four best friends, desperate to improve their social status, enter into an all-night scavenger hunt against the popular clique in their school. So this came out the same year as Odd Girl Out. Uh, I And so I just don't think things fully took off for Alexa Vega. I feel like she almost, like, I don't know what comes below a golden age, but like whatever that is, it was below that. She had 
you know, a few teen-ish movies under her belt. And of course, Spy Kids, which I feel like, I don't know, things could, I'm not necessarily sure what the best case scenario was for her career. Uh, but yeah, I don't necessarily, the, I, I, I take back what I said about this being a ripoff of Mean Girls because yes, it does have to do with a high school clique, but it's also not funny. And it, no. I don't think it was ever intended to be funny. And Mean Girls is funny. So No, it's more like the, you know, going straight from school to the mall, like just the sort of like cuts that they did. I was like, oh, this feels like very blueprinted. Um, and also the fact that this was raised, uh, raised on, uh, based on Odd Girl Out, The Hidden Culture of Aggression and Girls, um, which is a book. And I know that Mean Girls is based on um, Queen Bees and Wannabes, which was a book about psychology that I got um, – absolutely railed for when I took it out of the library in um, college <laughs> and I had so many fucking late fees that I thought I was going to have to take out alone. Um, oh, yeah, no. that book almost really brought me down. Um, wait, just really quickly, why did yes. you go to four colleges? Oh, okay. So I went to four colleges because uh, I should have just taken a year off because um, I was 17 when I graduated, not because I'm super smart, but because my birthday is in October. Uh, and I, at least where I – like I went to school in West Hartford, Connecticut. We were all very deeply pressured to immediately enter into college. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went to a college that I didn't even – like I didn't get into any of the schools I applied for. I was not a great student, um, but I think my street smarts are there. Um, but – uh, so I went to uh, I went to school with my then best friend from high school. I followed her to her like fifth choice school uh, as a psych major. That was a mistake. So I dropped out. Then I followed my other best friend to school as a psych major. Hated that. Dropped out, and then realized uh, I wanted to do film and TV. So then I eventually moved to New York. Uh, did like a summer program at NYU. And then graduated from Brooklyn College uh, doing film and TV. Where's that so it was a movie? Ugh, I don't even know, but I did a one-woman show about it called College Sucks uh, two summers ago. Uh, so, you know, I need to get it out to the schools just to, like, try and explain to kids, A, they don't need to go to a private university, and also they're going to be paying back their student loans for the rest of their lives. Uh, and also, like, take a year off. That's my advice. Well, That's what I, I mean, learned from my four I colleges. I grew up in Massachusetts. I will say that, like, it was the very much the same energy around, like, you have to go to college. Yeah. I don't know if that's, that's right. like, a Northeastern thing. I feel like we're especially college-heavy up there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, like, it wasn't an option. There was, like, a couple kids that took a gap year, but that was considered, like, a real sort of sideways loser move at the time, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, like, appreciated for what it really is, which is, like, I don't know, I think probably the appropriate break in learning how to be a human in between high school and college. But Ugh. I love that you – okay, I love that you're from the Northeast. We're there on that. I'm standing. I feel like we should sort of get into the movie, but I do want to say I'm going through some IMDb trivia. Oh, lovely. Okay, the film was released in a package of four Lifetime movies on DVD titled Surviving High School. The other films wow. on the DVD included For One Night, Perfect Teacher, and Augusta Gone. I, this sounds familiar to me as someone that watched oh. a lot of TV around that time. 
Yeah. Perfect teacher. I'm assuming that who, that teacher was not a perfect teacher. I have not seen perfect teacher. I don't think but, they but, were a good teacher. And I'm going to tell you also, just before we really get into this, that I'm looking over the sleepover IMDb page and it's formidable. Like there's some real <laughs> stars on this list. Steve Carell, like that seems like an Brie Larson. Like, are you America's yeah. Brie Larson? You gotta watch this movie. I'm sad you can't. I don't think you can cover it on the pod because it's not Lifetime. But I think you should watch it. Maybe for the Just Patreon for for educational purposes. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. I mean, yeah, this is something that I'll watch on my own. It has a very low score though on Metascore. It's only 33. That seems pretty bad. Oh. Oh, I, I've never checked Metascore. I usually go by Rotten Tomatoes, um, but I will check Metascore out. I don't trust anyone. I mean, I'm just <laughs> sort of going off what's the pa- on the page here at IMDb. I wonder if they're in like a, a competition with Rotten Tomatoes, if that's why they don't have the tomato score up. All right. Let's get into the movie. This is uh, brought to us by Barnholtz Entertainment, which I don't remember mm-hmm. ever seeing on any other movie. So I'm really hoping <laughs> this is that good, you know, teen movie production house I think it probably was. I have to say I liked the font of the movie right away. I liked the positioning on the screen. I thought they did a good job. Although the title font um, or like the, you know, the different titles for each actor, that felt a little bit more janky to me. Um, We start up on like a kind of gritty um, hard rock sound alike song and almost image of a town waking up for the morning and getting ready to start the school day. It looks like one of those don't do drugs commercials, doesn't it? The way that it's filmed at the beginning. For sure, yeah. And the music really brought me back to 2005. It was very like, was this from a free music website where, you know, they're vaguely copying like Fallout Boy or My Chemical Romance? Um, but yes, I would say the cinematography and the music. Uh, definitely uh, was slightly jarring. There's a Blink-182, um, all the small things uh, sound alike buried somewhere in here. And it's like so oh. clear that it's that. But I do I do love it when like Lifetime's like letting you know, hey man, this is hard, okay? And they just go hard with some <laughs> crazy canned beat. I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, so the kids are Me running too. around in the halls of this school like animals. Like as soon mm-hmm. as people get in there, there's no decorum. I think that there was a little messing around in my um, in the halls of my middle school and high school. But um, this was really like a bunch of untrained animals to me. Um, I couldn't believe that that is how they were acting at school. I was just too afraid the whole time I was there. Um, yeah. So out of this group emerges the popular girls. Right away, we see three girls walking together. It's Vanessa, Nikki, and Stacy. Um, mm-hmm. Stacy's played by Leah Pipes, who is famous, I guess. And then Elizabeth Rice. I haven't seen what Nikki's up to. Elizabeth Rice. Is she still working? Not so <sighs> much. I tell you. Yeah. Uh, 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 Alexa Vega, to fully be honest, is the only one I really whose face really stuck out to me everyone else looks vaguely familiar but I couldn't place uh, uh, any of the other popular girls in anything else did you watch Mad Men yeah, teensy tiny tiny bit but not really so the was one girl of- who plays Nikki played Margaret Sterling and I've never seen that show but it seems like she oh. was on pretty much for the entire run of it which is impressive. Okay. Good for her. It's a, that's also like yeah. such a low bar. I feel like 
the more people in production that are listening to this podcast eventually, like we've had some writers who have tuned in, um, I I should probably sound less surprised when these people work after <laughs> Lifetime because in reality, this is like the perfect jumping off point and a great resting place for a lot of amazing actors. Uh, I still remember, uh, what is it? Marsha Gay Harden is the mom in She Fought, is it? No, that's, oops, that's Tiffany Amber Thiessen. She's the mom in uh, She's Too Young. Yeah. I believe. She is. Yeah. There's Hilary Swank. It, or oh, wait, I think I can't remember if we determined if there was a movie that you guys may have covered that was Lifetime, but it was called Dying to Belong. I don't I think I've done us. that. No, but oh, okay. Unless it has Hillary a double Swank. title, but Hillary Swank was hasn't been in any of the movies we've done so far. I think. Oh wow, it's okay. been like a, it's been a while now. I didn't think we'd do more than fifteen episodes of this show, but here we are. <laughs> um, so yeah, right yeah. away, they're having sort of like a little catty chat about school. Um, I heard mm-hmm. algebra causes brain damage in rats. That's only if you study for the test. Then I'm all good. Um, so they don't like school. That's great. Um, Stacy's the <laughs> ringleader of the popular girls. A girl calls down the hall to say hi, and she turns back, and then she compliments her skirt, and then turns back to her friends, and it's like, I wore that when I was six. That was the first part of Mean Girls that I clocked. Mean Girls. Is I was like, it's yeah. the skirt. Like, why the skirt? Get any other item of clothing. Um, <laughs> So Stacy turns to Vanessa, who's our lead, and says, "You don't like that skirt. Don't, uh, you like that skirt, don't you, Ness?" And she goes, five pounds ago, yeah." Um, and Stacy goes, "You have the greatest bod." And then Nikki chimes in with five pounds ago, yeah." So these girls who are all skinny legends, they're all just middle school girls with great middle school girl bodies. Ew, arrest me. <laughs> um, are <laughs> I feel comfortable saying that, but like, let's be real. Like, these are these are all very American chicks, right? Um, and sure. the whole thing with them, with the the fatness the whole time confused me because it's not like any of them could ever remotely be confused for being overweight or gaining weight. Although, I think that that's probably not the point with this movie, but it was also just, like, very petty. That's what seemed – I don't know. That kind of threw me off because it wasn't even like you could argue that that person gained weight. I don't think it was yeah. – I don't know. It just seemed lazy to me. The weight thing is interesting because, you know, there were some gals that I remember from high school that I would put in the – let's call them the, the popular – so I realized that the popular crowd at my high school we called the preppy kids. Yes. Which is very interesting to think about now as a, a – you know, in terms of a class structure, I was like, oh, we called the preppy kids, the popular kids, because they had the most money. Interesting. But uh, thinking back to some of the girls in that group, there were some girls in that group that were very thin. Yes. And though I was not part of it, I definitely heard some very mean things, like mean rumors about these girls, um, including things about eating disorders. So to me, I feel like if if you have nothing left that's mean to say about somebody like if you're hanging out with you know other people that all have money you know and there's anything left that you could pick at a girl for that would regardless of how she actually looked I feel like weight is where you go just the in terms of like what is a cruel thing that is going to get to another human being or a girl specifically totally so I wasn't necessarily thrown off by this because I unfortunately 
these are things that I these kinds of comments were things that were flying around my high school. So they were I mean shockingly I feel like that true. is the pejorative get that gets thrown at girls like often Mm. like it could be Mm -hmm. not dissimilar to someone calling like a guy like oh that's so gay or whatever like it could be used Mm -hmm. as a pejorative in that sense like maybe you're not fat but like you're quote-unquote emotionally fat which I think just bottom line means insecure um and you're showing Mm -hmm. weakness of any kind which god forbid you do when you're under 15 um but yeah yeah, yeah. I I agree with you like the girls at my high school were called preps I never even thought about how that sort of equated to family financial status or even just how you sort of showed up in the world like it wasn't always rich kids in my school but it was definitely Mm -hmm. but then again I you know my best friend from elementary school turned goth so you know I don't know um but okay so then someone runs up to the girls and is like there's a fight going on in the gym and the girls they go to go watch it and it's basically a full-on brawl between this guy named Ezra and this guy named mm-hmm. Tony. And Tony is the guy. Like, he's the hot guy at school. Everyone knows it. Did you have a guy like that at your high school that was just like, oh, he's the champ. Like, he's the one. You know, if there's anything I feel like did not match up to uh, films for me, it's that that guy, I don't think he fully existed in my in in my high school. I think there were a bunch of dudes that were like, you know, had a lot of friends or, like, everyone knew who they were. But, like, we didn't have any good sports teams. Like, we didn't have any star athletes. Uh, and we didn't have any dudes that I would say were, like, you know, like, whoa, that guy's super hot. Like, we, I never felt like we really had that. But I understand, in theory, who that guy is. And I feel like we all, in, in my class of 2005, missed out on that guy. But I know who he is. We had just guys that were like school. an eight. Like they were like, sure. okay, he's like an eight. But then also his parents are relaxed, which I think relaxed mm. is the key word. Like they just had a little bit of an extra long <laughs> leash on them, but not too long. Uh-huh. They were still clean. You know what I mean? They still like had someone they reported to and they showered every day and they wore their white hat or whatever. But we definitely uh-huh. had like eights. There was no standout like Aaron Samuels yeah. type of guy, but like lots no. of, there was maybe like, you know, a good six guys that were like, okay, I've got my eye on him and I have since seventh grade. Um, yeah. But Tony is the guy at this school and the girls clearly all think that Tony is hot, but Stacy in particular feels, I would say, entitled to him. Yep. Which is like, I think what makes her the queen bee and makes me a little bit confused about why, like, for example, Nikki has such a raging heart on for Stacy. I, I never really understood, except for maybe some sort of uh, animal instinct to keep herself on, under some sort of shelter or protection by, like, being friends with the hot, popular girl. I can't understand why Nikki is so, like, driven throughout this movie to protect Stacy. It's going to probably get annoying how many times I say that. Um, no, I'm – well, I'm glad you brought it up. That my, I'd say, like – I and I did write this down. Now, this might come from me being five feet tall – but I wrote down, I was like, what, you know, tall and rich. So, like, I'm wondering if that's just a lethal combo. You're ta- You're a tall girl and you're rich. Could that be the specific reasons why she was Queen Bee? That's because so Because I don't funny. necessarily know. 
like it, it doesn't necessarily feel like a, especially thinking back to who these girls were in high school. It's like every they're 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 you know uh, I, since high school isn't real life, it's not like anyone stood out for any particular reason, and the reasons that you know people stood out were very like uh, I don't know uh, superficial. So I don't if it was it could be money. And in this case of the movie, I, I obviously when they went shopping, there was t- you know she what's her, the most popular girl? It's Stacy, right? Mm-hmm. Stacy spent you know hundreds of dollars on jeans without she's thinking. Tall, without thinking. So this goes back to my wild theory that all of this goes back to her being tall, the tallest one. That is hilarious. Well, okay, we <laughs> should separate because I kept doing this myself. That this is actually middle school. Um, oh, it's, no, I thought, I thought school. it was high school, the whole movie too, until the end. Um, but it's middle school. So I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit on the taller side and I never viewed mm. tall. I think we all think it's better on the other side. Right. But I always <laughs> thought like, you know, being tall is like a disadvantage. Like you're just large, you take up more space. And like, as a girl, it's mm. more interesting to be petite, you know, but we're on two oppos- opposite oh. ends of the spectrum. Clearly. Like, I think that that's where, wow. yeah, we Stacy out somewhere in the middle. Um, but yeah, so Stacey is, you know, laying it on thick with Tony, but he very clearly has his sights on Vanessa and she wipes a footprint off of his head. Um, there was like a full blown footprint on his head from this fight, which to me feels like that's the beginnings of like CTE. Like that's how it starts is just when you're kicking the shit out of each other in the gym and then no one sends anyone in the hospital after, um, Wait, what's CTE? CTE is like the brain disease that all the football players get. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no. my friend said to me recently, she's like, I think I have CTE. And I was like, I don't want to like appropriate an illness, but I also think that I have something wrong with my brain. Like, I think that <laughs> I also have gotten too oh, many no. concussions. Not CTE level, but like I, there's something – You know, you can only get so many unchecked concussions before something starts showing up strangely in your life. Um, So we go to a soccer game that afternoon. Soccer is their sport throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. Such a Mm -hmm. such a girl sport. Right. Give the high school girls soccer. Um, Stacy's the or track track, I think, is also an option, especially if there's an eating disorder involved. You want to be doing track in that movie. That's I think Mm -hmm. from the that's like in some writer's handbook that I don't even have personally. Um, so there's a girl there who's clearly an outcast. Her name is Emily. That's what we'll find out later. She just stares through the chain link, uh, chain link fence as they play, which is at the time, it seems like she desperately wants to play soccer, but we'll find out that she's much more ingratiated into the soccer community than we would ever think in that. <laughs> um, so the whole scene is really long feeling to me, just mm-hmm. considering how mm-hmm. hard it is to tell what's going on. It's cut a little bit like a Gatorade commercial where it's just like, oh, foot and the ball's hitting the, you know, the foot's hitting the ball and then the ball flies. You have no idea. Like you can't see who's actually playing soccer well, but the scene seems to go on for hours um, in my mind. Uh, Nikki and Vanessa are planning on throwing a birthday party for Stacy. Nikki says that she may even get her parents to rent Club 1-5 for them. She just needs Vanessa to invite Tony because she's closer with him. Mm-hmm. I wish that we had gotten a little bit more set up on how 
she and Tony were close on how Vanessa and Tony were close. Cause there were definitely guys that like I went to preschool with that. Like I then went into middle school with, and I probably would have felt more comfortable like going to them because we knew each other as toddlers, even though we weren't necessarily friends. Like how were Vanessa and Tony so close? That's what I want to know. I don't know. And also like their energy doesn't, Especially because they uh, they like each other, I think. It does seem right? like they like like each other, yeah. Like, they have, like, a real yeah. crush. Um, but, right. you know, at the same time, you know, Vanessa knows that she needs to stand down when it comes to Stacy. And Stacy comes right out of the bathroom. The two of them are, like, you know, trying to come up with an excuse. So Nikki goes, we were just talking about the new Orlando Blue movie. And Stacy goes, <laughs> again? Oh, he's so over. Um, which is, you know, uh, interesting considering how far Orlando Bloom has gone in his career since. He's still a hot item. Apparently. I, I mean, to me, that that I wrote down that piece of dialogue because that the way they the way she says it isn't necessarily any way I remember talking as a middle schooler, as if, you know, I picked out something to reference to throw off like a parent, like if we were talking about drinking and then they came in the room and they're like, you know, and a parent was like, what were you guys talking about? I, I had to have pre-written down. Oh, we were just talking about the new Orlando Bloom film. Like it doesn't necessarily sound. And also they didn't reference which one. So to me, that gave away very much that this, uh, uh, there was no teen uh, or middle school consultant on this film. No. I I very much imagined a very adult person (laughs) was like this is what a teen would say they'd be talking about the the new uh uh you know orlando bloom film but like okay this was 2005 like what would that have been like lord of the rings three like (laughs) am i to believe that these girls went to go see lord of the rings three like (laughs) yeah like and also the the ones that came to mind were that and then troy but in troy to me he's not the hot ticket in that movie I don't know if you've seen Troy. Wait a minute. Don't they reference Troy in the gym? Do they? Because she's like, because Stacy says something to Tony like, oh, I like, I don't like to think of you as like a weak guy. I think of you as like a guy from Troy. Oh, I don't really remember. I think it was something like that. And it stuck with me because I was like, I don't know what that means. Like, that's some nerd reference. But like, I don't really know. What Troy was Troy was a, a, a Troy was a movie about uh, Brad Pitt's bare ass. I would say that was okay. like the tr- like the big like highlight of that film. I I did see it in theaters, and I don't think any like I, to me, no one was looking at Orlando Bloom. But I was never an Orlando Bloom like big fan. To be honest, he didn't really do much. For we me. definitely had um, like an ironic. Um, Orly, that's what he called himself, or they called him in teen magazines. My friends and I had, like, ironic Orly from, like, J14 or whatever the fuck it is, posters (laughs) on our wall of, like, you know, just Uh. him being dreamy. But it was definitely ironic, and that was probably in 2003. So Mm. if you need any more proof that this movie came out before Mean Girls or was written before Mean Girls, I mean, there it is. I can picture, um, you, like, this movie having been shelved for a bit, too. And FYI, Troy did come out in 2004. So it's possible. Tina Fey. You know, they I need some answers, you know. 
That's right. Do you think Let's that Lindsay Lohan's going to kill herself that they're remaking? Sorry, I should retract that. Do you think Lindsay Lohan <laughs> will self-harm after hearing that they're taking the Mean Girls theatrical the- production and making it into a movie now? I I'm hoping she is not even thinking about that and focused on her, I think, the club in, in Greece. Uh, I might be behind on, like, you know, up-to-date Lindsay Lohan stuff. Last I checked, I thought she she had a reality show on MTV. Oh, that was canceled was about... after one season. Um, oh, dear. The Beach All Club right. is Well, I hope she's not yeah. – she doesn't know about it. No, Lohan Beach Club didn't make it. Um, but I do oh, remember dear. that being a thing, like, a few years ago that – um, Tina Fey had to block her in her phone because she was blowing her up oh, about no. doing a reboot so much, which. Oh, I didn't know that. I would love a drunk well, dial really from Lindsay Lohan, though. That'd be great. Or if she did that, there's that service where celebrities send you messages. I just remember seeing that. Uh, what's his name from Sugar A? Mark McGrath went viral. Yeah. He, like broke broke up for some I could if Lindsay Lohan got into that I think she could make a nice chunk of change yeah she would make huge money on cameo I feel like she could easily charge like 500 a cameo and could you know yeah I'm on cameo you like whip those out in 30 seconds you know I definitely don't I like will send someone a four minute (laughs) video (laughs) just because I'm like oh I feel so so bad someone paid me to talk to them um but yeah no like I think she could absolutely kill it on cameo I mean do you watch Kardashians ever occasionally I would say the longest I've ever watched an episode of keeping up with the Kardashians was shortly after I had a surgery uh five years ago uh I was told by my friend she said you should watch something while you're high on morphine something truly brainless um so the like that's the only time I ever watched a full episode. Um, but I have been following up on Kim Kardashian's life. And definitely check out uh, the sisters uh, on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I mean, Why do you that's, I yeah. mean, that's an American pastime. Um, but on the yeah. show, there's this guy. It's like this inside family joke about this old family friend named Todd Cranes. I don't know if that sounds familiar, mm-hmm. but Todd Cranes Mm-mm. charges $250 for an Instagram shout or for a cameo shout out. And I paid <gasps> for that for a friend. And it literally Whoa. was alarming to me that not only was he charging $250, but that I was willing to pay it. Um, so <laughs> I feel like Lindsay could easily, I mean, that's what I want for Lindsay. I don't know if, if she thinks she if that would be like, you know, Unchic of her, but I can't imagine that that would be any less chic than Lohan Beach Club. Um, yeah, and also, you know, I think it would be nice. I know they're turning this musical into a movie. Could she get like a small cameo as like a substitute teacher? I don't know if that's in the cards. Probably not if Tina's oh, got her no, block. I don't but... think so. I think that almost oh, no. I, in in a way, I almost viewed the musical getting made into a movie as like an extra fuck you. It's like, dude, Ugh. we're not only not rebooting this, but we're like going past that. Like we're in Cat's yeah. Town now. Like we're making a movie oh. about the musical. Um, okay. So let's go into the lunchroom now. Painful scenes in high schools, they always take place in the lunchroom, and this movie is no different. 
Um, mm-hmm. They go to go take a seat at their table, but Emily, who is watching them play soccer, is sitting there. And they basically bully her into moving away from them. But before she does, she hands Vanessa a flyer and invites her to club soccer. So, okay, Emily, like not only are you not desiring a spot on the soccer team, but you're already killing it in your own soccer universe. So she walks away, and of course, Vanessa's like, that's weird. What was that? Um, Her friends are obviously threatened by this, and it's it's weird because I think that looking back, I, I kind of remember shades of that showing up. Like, Oh, you're being really? asked to do something outside of our group. Like, even if it was with mm-hmm. a less popular person, it was, you know, considered a threat. And that's 100% the vibes you're getting there. Um, mm. And they tease her about it. They're like, you know what? I think you'd be great. So Vanessa no is looking over the flyer outside of the school when Tony comes over. And, of course, Stacy and Nikki see this and are immediately put off. Let's play our first clip. It's 640 to 815. <laughs> Vanessa, hey, I saw you guys practice. You rocked. Thanks. <laughs> kind of like that Beckham movie. I'm bending like Beckham. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a total chick flick, that's all. <laughs> no, I, I think that's very cool. Really? Yeah. Look who thinks she's all that. <laughs> no big deal. Come on, let's go. I saw that movie like five times. Are you serious? Yeah. Had to go with my little sister, you know, just so the guys wouldn't talk yeah. smack. Oh, Whoa. don't worry, I won't say anything. I'll keep it on the download. That's my mom. I gotta go, but I'll I'll catch it later. Okay. Um. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait, um, I'm actually supposed to tell you that you're invited to Stacy's birthday party. Are you going? Yes. <laughs> well, then I will too. Okay. Bye. <laughs> oh, hey, Stacy! Vic, you guys, wait up! You guys! You guys! Didn't you guys, like, hear me calling you? <laughs> oh, no, sorry, sweetie. So what's going on? You guys want to come over? <laughs> So I think that Tony and Vanessa have a very pure friendship. I wasn't getting, I mean, I know that there's a romantic undertone that's sort of blossoming there, but I really got like a pure young people friendship from that. And of course, I think the mean girls are just so quick to over-sexualize everything. That's definitely like where things start to fall apart for me is like they're just projecting so much onto every single like interaction in this movie to the point where I I cannot believe that their world didn't topple on top of them with everything that they put out there. Well, I, I'm wondering, like when I think back to middle school, I all of like, I had, I call it a friend triangle. Like I had two best friends. Uh, You know, I think middle school is the worst of the worst. I've heard that from, Thinking back to my own experience and and teachers as well, like middle school seems to be a very difficult time for a number of reasons. But I don't remember having any like male friends 
And so, like, any int- – like, that's when I definitely started having, like, crushes or, you know, obsessions and, like, writing, you know, guys' names down uh, in spiral notebooks and putting hearts around their names. So, like, for me, interacting with, with boys was was a big deal. Totally. So I, I guess, like, if they were older, I would – like to me, I would I would look at this interaction as like two friends, but like only speaking from my own experience, I'm like, ooh, if I was talking to a boy in in middle school, like I mean, nothing would ever happen. Like you know, I remember in fifth grade, people were quote unquote getting married in the courtyard, and like dating was like holding hands uh, or eating lunch together. So like whatever the middle school version is of you know uh, romance. It, it it could have been as simple as just a boy and a girl talking. So, you know what it is? Um, yeah. It's that – okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's all perspective and like life experience. So I mm-hmm. have been like sort of mulling over in my head for probably the last year but more intensely over the last week as the Grammys were coming up about how uncomfortable Billie Eilish's relationship with her brother makes me. And when I think about it, it's simply just because I don't really have siblings. And like some people will, I don't have siblings. Like I don't not really, I just simply am an only child. Um, Me too. And so I, I just never personally, like I never really understood that bond and like almost look at them and I'm like, something's, something is fishy there. Like, I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. And then I realized, Molly, you just never had that experience. And there was definitely a few kids in our middle school, which is why I want sort of more background on how Tony and Vanessa became friends, because I assume it's a similar bond. Like, these girls that were just really close with guys in our class, and we couldn't understand it, and then it just was really that they were sort of neighborhood friends or they had an older sibling Mm. that was friends with them. And so they just became more naturally bonded. I always assumed that it was much more insidious than that when in reality, they're probably just like kids that were around each other and became comfortable around each other. And I always like would gender it and like make it something more than it was in my head just because I didn't have that reference in my life. Well, you bring up a good uh, example of some of those uh, male-female friendships because my best friend in middle school, there was – she lived in a two-family house and she uh, was like friends with the kid who was also in our grade who lived below her and that started so early. So like in terms of like just how they knew each other uh, and their energy was very relaxed. Like – What's a little bit what throws me off about these two watching um, Vanessa and Tony is like I and also it feels weird to talk about two kids that are supposed to be in middle school, but it does feel a a teensy bit flirty to me. Like any of the friendships that I witnessed because I didn't have the first hand of of having friends that were boys at that age. But the, the friends that I did have that had friends that were boys, it was a lot more like bullying ish. If that makes sense, it like they weren't always being like super nice to each other. Uh, and here it's very like, I don't know. Also, I, I've never seen Bendit like Beckham, but just the <laughs> way they were talking about Bendit like Beckham, I was like, is it a chick flick? I you don't know. know. It's funny is that it a- you say that yeah. because I pinged on the same thing, which is more just like sort of our development since this movie was made. Because like now I would be weirded out if a guy didn't see like, you know, 
10 ways to lose a guy or something like I'd be like yeah. or how to lose a guy in 10 days whatever the fuck that movie's called like I'd be more weirded <laughs> out if a guy didn't see a really popular like female-led movie yeah. um than yeah. not but I think at the time it also I mean I don't know if you feel this way, but when I was a kid, I felt like there were so many more movies out in theaters, which is probably almost impossible, but, or maybe just, I lived a really small town life. So like every time a movie came, it was a big deal, but, um, like Uh, there's never, yeah. Oh no, I was going to say, um, I, I felt like I went to the movies more, uh, when I was that age and also when I would go to the movies, like. There are specific movies I remember seeing in theaters and the theater being packed out. Like I remember seeing Garden State in theater or in theaters. I remember seeing Sin City uh, and it was like packed and like, you know, you would see everyone from high school there and stuff. So I do think that going to the movies to me, I could understand why it seemed like there were more movies then because I feel like people made a bigger deal At the about same it, time, I, I saw think. Training Day nine times and Shrek Whoa. seven times, which just shows you <sighs> how fucking bored I was. Like, look, Training <sighs> Day does slap and so does Shrek. Like, they're both great movies, but I don't know how my mind was able to, like, reinvent those scenarios over and over again that I'd want to keep going back. Like, what after the sixth time I saw Training Day said to me, you know what, you need to see this three more times. Like, maybe I was just, I mean, I think I was just a sober teen who, like, you know, needed something fun to do. I was most, yeah, I was a sober teen, uh, and I also enjoyed, it was really easy to, do like double features uh at what I, the movie theater that I went to so there were definitely instances in which sometimes my friend and I would go to two or three movies uh in one instance we saw Walking Tall the remake with The Rock The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Bad Boys 2 I think so and and so like going to the movies was cheaper back then and I'm not saying it was okay but easier to sneak into so my bar for like what movies I would see was much lower. Totally. I don't know how how that factors in for you, but that was definitely part of my film movie. Experience. Totally. No, for sure. And like we had a nice little trifecta over in Burlington, Massachusetts where we would go over to um you know you'd see a movie and then you could go to Chili's and then you'd head over to the mall Ooh, and then which was yes. right across the street and then you go back to the movies and like all of that was pretty walkable and then someone's mom would just Mm -hmm. come pick you up at the end of it but you could really kill like hours in that little circle and just see movies and go to macaroni grill or whatever else was open nearby um but speaking of malls okay the girls go to the mall um this is where i wrote in my notes is this fucking mean girls because you just see them sort of walk up on the scene and the three of them are just like (laughs) I don't know. They're stone cold bitches. So yeah, they go to a store called Blue, which because you're from the Northeast, which is another reason why I'm kind of excited about this. Do you remember a store called mm. Jasmine Sola? Mm, not off. Doesn't not off the top of my head. I was hoping you were going to say, do you do you remember a Weather Vane? I don't know if that rings. Of course, I I know Weather Vane, but like this store Blue in particular. Reminds me of Jasmine Sola, which was it was sort of like boutique shopping for teen girls. And it was like a mini chain. And like there would be it was, you know, I think it was just the Northeast and they would have like 
juicy couture and then they would have like more higher end denim and then also like dresses Mm. and stuff and I would say like nothing was cheap like you couldn't get a top Mm. there for under 30 or 40 bucks but it was like sort of like you know when you're where your mom took you when she wanted to make things right you know what I mean like if she'd (laughs) been a little neglecty like then you go to Jasmine Sola and that's where you get your like 125 pair of juicy jeans you know yeah 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 yeah. I mean to me like my experience was like Abercrombie like I my one of my biggest regrets in sixth grade was falling to the pressure of seeing a lot of kids wearing Abercrombie Mm -hmm. so I got like the cheapest thing that they had which was at least a 25 or 30 dollar shirt long sleeve that just said Abercrombie on the front and it was an absolute waste of money but it definitely came from this like you know oh everyone's doing it so I don't necessarily know if that's the same, but definitely overpriced clothes. For, for sure. Teens. Actually, it's so funny because yeah. Abercrombie jumped off. Like it just started really existing in my ecosystem, I would say around seventh grade. So you were okay. like the, you know, Abercrombie was really happening when you were going through middle school and high school. It was like such yeah. an ordeal to like afford stuff oh, yeah. from the, that store. Like, and also none yeah. of it really looked good on like a developing young body. Like Abercrombie is 100% for a set of people and they're not girls going through puberty. And it was very confusing. Like the the imagery, like between the the very pornographic bags with, you know, the abs and whatever uh, body parts that were bare would be on there. And then you'd have the models. I don't know if you ever had the pleasure of seeing the Abercrombie models standing yeah. uh, next in to LA. the door. In like, LA, though. Like, oh, yeah. in LA. Like, that imagery was, I think, very confusing if you're that young, as if you're supposed to be fooled into thinking, like, is that going to be me if I put on this $30 shirt? I don't know. But the marketing worked for a while. Oh, yeah, for sure, until it, like, went terribly, like, wrong. I think that that was the mm. whole... Thing. Like, I feel like Abercrombie got me too'd before anyone, where it was just like, yeah. it's a shit show on these sets and like whatever else. Okay. I was always surprised, honestly, for like a state that didn't sell liquor on Sundays that we had like Abercrombie full blown portraits in our mall. That always surprised me just because yeah. we were just <laughs> such a conservative place. Um, Okay, so let's move forward. So Stacy and Nikki are shopping. It becomes very obvious right away that Vanessa's sort of over more towards the sale rack. Um, Nikki's kind of poking mm-hmm. at Stacy, being like, did you see Vanessa and Tony? Stacy's like, they're just friends, whatever. Um, the girls are obviously, they know why Vanessa's shopping in sales, but they you know, Stacy gives her a bunch of stuff to go try it on. Um, when Vanessa comes out, Nikki's like, you look so hot. You look very Britney, which she did. She looked very Britney Spears mm. look, sort of that um, empire waist top with uh, a low-rise jean. Um, the jeans themselves mm-hmm. were 125 on sale. And she goes, what do you expect? They're the new ultra low-rise. Um, I have no torso, so I've been looking for ultra low rise because that's like regular rise on me. Being born with no torso, Uh. I just say I was probably one of the only people I knew that in that way, the ultra low rise trend really worked out for me. I'm waiting for that to come back just for that reason. Sorry, all women out there. Um, so at the <laughs> checkout, Stacy tells the cashier to wrap up the shirt and jeans that Vanessa had on separately. They're a gift. So 
you know, Vanessa's uncomfortable with this, but Stacy picks up, it's, I think it was like $640. $600. And she just gives yeah. her the card without thinking, which was like a purchase that I would make as an adult when I was very stupid with money versus ever confidently putting that on someone else's card as a teenager. Ooh. I mean, I, I, you know, I dream of having uh, an extremely wealthy friend, but I don't uh, imagine, I don't know if that's actually what it's like. It would be it, very weird to have somebody just whip out a card and not even really ask me if it was okay and be like, yeah, I'm going to spend $600 on you and you're not going to owe me anything. That's where my brain would go. I'd go, I, I'm going to owe this person something if they pay for my jeans. Oh, no. See, like when I first started making money, like decent money as an adult, like I, if I bought myself something, I would feel almost guilty not offering to get my friend something because I would just be like, I don't know. I think I hated being on the other end of that. I think I hated being the friend that couldn't afford anything and then your friend was spending all this money. So I would be like, get whatever you want. Like, I'll get it too, right? Granted, we're not doing this at Fred Siegel, but like I would always do that. Stacey's confidence about spending her parents' money though is interesting because spending – Thanks, daddy. That's what she says, I think. Yeah. Exactly. Something weird, um, creepy. So yeah. they're starting to leave the store and she says that um, she would she finds a shirt that's in her back pocket, which is like, this is all a setup. This is all psychological warfare. Yeah. She finds a shirt in her back uh-huh. pocket and she goes, oh, I would get back in line and pay for this, but the line's so long. Can you just put it in your bag, Vanessa? And Nikki's like, oh, my bag's so small. I would do it if it wasn't, you know, so small like Stacy's is. And so Vanessa basically winds up shoplifting just to make the moment go by more smoothly, which is just so yeah. fucked up when you think about it. I don't know if you ever had like yeah. – shoplifting friends but I did and it was wild to me I mean listen I if there was one rebellious uh as speaking as somebody who I I would say I'm not particularly rebellious or was not stealing uh as an eighth grade ninth grade 11th grade girl very popular very trendy uh stealing from weather vane claire's so I will admit I fell to the pressure a little. Like I specifically had an incident with a friend and she we both shoplifted. So I will say part of it came from pressure, but I don't think anyone ever was like shoplift this for me. When I was shoplifting, I was shoplifting for myself. And you can use that. You can quote me on that. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, more power to you. Like I just never had the brave bravery to pull that off. It was a really stupid thing to do. And I, you know, when I think back on that, I I think it comes back to boredom, honestly, because I'm like, like, especially I didn't need to be stealing and neither were the girls that I knew were stealing. Like, I I honestly just think it was like, did did we have nothing better to do that? We were like, okay, yeah, I'm going to steal this bra from Victoria's Secret. Cool. It was, yeah, I think it became about the horde. Like for a lot of the girls I knew that were my all my best girlfriends, like in my group, were not just shoplifting, but like power shoplifting. Like when I looked back on it, like I, it's crazy that they would like walk into the mall and like leave with three new pairs of shoes and jeans and jewelry and shirts and like all this different stuff. And I, I look back and I'm just like, that's fucking crazy that they would do that. And, 
I oh, think yeah. that ultimately in the long run, it became about the hoard and like having just a sort of shit in your closet that your mom has no idea that you have. But I, at the same time, my mom was like, you know, just helicoptery enough that she would be like, where did that come from? And if I didn't have an answer for that, then I wasn't going to risk it. So I never even like borrowed I- clothes for that reason. But uh, well, let's. Never too late to start. Uh, let's scoot um, up a little bit. Um, Vanessa's sure. in her room that night. Her mom uh, is watching her try on her new clothes, I think. Um, and then we're going to mm-hmm. hear her on the phone with Stacy. Um, we're going to play 1141 to 1317. That is so cute on you. I felt kind of funny, though, letting Stacy pay for it. Well, sometimes it's more awkward to refuse a gift. Just... Look at it as Stacy's way of saying that she loves you and that you're her best friend. Yeah, well, Mia, Nikki. Hey, Mom, do you still have any friends from when you were my age? No, I wish I did. Ugh, do I look fat in this? Oh, yes, ginormous. Put this on and cover yourself. You are so mean right now. <laughs> are you serious? Yes. Oh, my gosh, I would have died. No, seriously, died. I mean, what do you think he was doing? Conducting an archaeological dig in your mouth? <laughs> Seriously! His tongue was darting in and out like he was trying to puncture my face. <laughs> I thought 16-year-olds knew how to kiss. Okay, you go. Okay, well, it wasn't like anything major, but there was this really hot guy, and his name was Tim, and we kind of went out for, like, most of camp. I mean, <laughs> well, he was really into indie rock, but he was only, like, a year older than me, so... And? And what else do you want to know? Just the dirty details. Okay, at least give me numbers. Well, okay, definitely one and two, but... And a little three, but I'm I'm so serious. You cannot say anything. I even made him promise. I won't, I promise. (sighs) Not even Nikki. I swear I will not tell a soul. So, Vanessa got fingered at camp... Um, <laughs> classic camp. Yeah, I mean, it always happens at camp. I went to Girl Scout camp probably for this reason because it was important for my mom to keep me virginal AF. But my main takeaway from this scene is just like how there were no boundaries at this age in your life. Like, not only did you feel comfortable asking your friends, like, what happened, but you were like, no, like, literally give me your number. Now, I've never heard of number give me your number and like in terms of did you go to first second third or home not that home is a Uh number um but like (laughs) you know I was surprised that that's where they were going with this when she said like second third I was like okay thank god she's not giving a body count but like there was a time in (sighs) your life where you were absolutely not only did you feel like it was okay to ask your friends that but you felt entitled to asking your friends like what their hookup history was and then you absolutely judged them for it Oh, yeah. I mean, I the the one, two and three was interesting just because she I I, I was slightly thrown off when she said one, two and three, because I I I was trying to remember the bases. Oh, it's uh, French feel finger. (gasps) Uh, Yeah. Oh, bases. It's burned into my brain. Thank you. Burned into your brain. I mean, that was uh, uh, that was less concerning to me than uh you know, the casual reference to making out with a 16-year-old. I was like, wait, are you in middle school? 
What is yeah. that age yeah, difference? That's a, I mean, an age gap relation. I don't think they were great back then. It definitely was cooler no. to hook up with an older guy. But you definitely judged a girl if you were like in middle school and she was hooking up with a high schooler. Like that was a little too oh, close yeah. to the edge. But I agree. There were definitely no boundaries. Like one example, though I was not hooking up in middle school, I definitely remember instances in which I loved and still do love watching horror movies. But there were like specific times I can remember being young and like having seen a scary movie at a friend's house. And then one of us being like, I'm too scared to go like go to the bathroom alone. And then and then like I or she would get in the shower and then the other person would pee so they didn't have to be alone. So that's that's my example of crossing boundaries uh, as a middle, middle schooler. I just don't necessarily see that happening now unless one of us was extremely I like, totally forgot that that was a thing, like waiting in the shower while your friend peed. I mean, I was just scared to tell you that because I was no, like, no, that's like a, did other that's like a do thing. That? <laughs> like that is absolutely a, probably something I've never heard another person say out loud to me before. But that's absolutely a thing. Wow. Nacho experts, write in if you have sat in the shower while your friends have peed. Hit us up on social. Oh my god! Subscribe. <gasps> um, that's crazy. That okay? Wow, you just sparked something in my brain. I just bl- blew my own mind by saying that out loud but so glad to know this was not just no, me. No, <laughs> welcome to the family. Um, so we Thank go you. to this internet cafe and we're going to know that this is an internet cafe because there's like little webs that break up each section. There's like little sculptures <laughs> of webs and I I love a good internet cafe scene. Something that I've never seen outside of traveling in a foreign country. Um, like yes. you only see them yeah. when you're like in Mexico or Europe or something. But in movies, a- internet absolutely. cafes are the realest presence. Sure, it's where you know teens go to ha- or middle schoolers go to hang out. You go apparently. hang out at the cyber cafe. So they decide to do a little That's contest right. with the girl who has the lowest GPA has to do whatever the other ones say. So Stacy has a cruel. Right? I mean, at the I, even when I was watching this today, though, I was like, I guess there's worse things. Like they're holding each other academically yeah. accountable, but this whole thing gets hit, like <laughs> turned on its head, because Stacy has yeah. a three point seven five, and Vanessa has a four point plus honors. Um, but somehow this turns into Nikki being like, "No, Vanessa, you have to do what we say," and I. <laughs> Like we never got around to Nikki's yeah. GPA, but like whatever. So um, uh, they're like, "Why don't you tell him um, if he asks Stacy out, she'll go out with him?" So this was all a setup, I think, the whole time. Like most things were mm. at this age, where it was like no one was ever mm-hmm. really just going into truth or dare like raw. Like you all had a list of questions <laughs> that you were to ask if we went into truth or dare mode. Um, so yeah. Vanessa winds up doing the bet. Um, Vanessa's mom reads her report card out loud. She's so proud of her. Uh, she's like, did you fax the report card to your dad? He's so proud of you. And she's like, yeah, I did. And um, he and his wife want me to spend the summer in Spain with them. And mom says it's fine with her. If she can learn, you know, she can learn the language while she's there. It'll be a good thing. She suggests, uh, suggests that they go out and celebrate. Maybe they can do a joint good grade slash Stacy's birthday type of thing. And she shoots her mom down and says that Nikki's parents are planning it and they don't need help from them. She's basically just like, what a stupid idea, mom. Like, why would we plan Stacy's birthday? Which starts to like sort of yeah. show that she is 
not really being herself a little bit. Like something that mm. to her mom made such natural sense. She's like, duh, mom, Nikki's parents are taking care of this. Um, she takes off to her bedroom and her mom calls after her. Um, she has no idea like what exactly it is that she said. I think that this scene could have been played better or I needed one more thing in the writing. But it wasn't clear to mm. me that things were disjointed other than when I really like thought about it and tried to figure out what was happening in that scene. So Nikki sees Vanessa and Tony talking in the hallway right away. It's like a whole thing. Um, as if they hadn't told her the night before to make this exact scenario happen. Um, this is going mm-hmm. to immediately turn into a whole thing practically out of nowhere and continue into lunch where the popular group is now doubled in size. So let's play 1653 to 1835. I don't get it. Why are you pushing Stacy on me? Because she really likes you. She's cool and all, but I'm not into Stacy. <laughs> oh. Tiff. Do you want to, like, go out sometime? <laughs> Oh my god, I can't believe she would do that to Stacy. What a slut. (laughs) And her clothes were hideous. And I was looking at her hairstyle and it was horrible. And I was like, who did your hair? The gardener? (laughs) Hey guys. Oh, come on, Nick. I know you got an SUV for an ass, so just park it in one spot. There's plenty of room over there. (laughs) Slut. Come on, guys. Stace? talk later okay so we saw vanessa get sent to the outcast table over with emily and some other poor girl that will never get a name um this blonde girl named tiffany has joined the group i believe that's who tiffany is alicia morton who is the actress doesn't have a photo on imdb which is sad. Um, it always makes me wonder what happened. It's about time we get a blonde villain in the mix. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so I will say that during this scene, it becomes apparent that the only like physical difference between um, Stacy and Nikki besides height is that Nikki wears like lipstick. Stacy sure, has like yeah. a gloss and then Agreed. Nikki's wearing like a pale pink lipstick and that's like her defining characteristic. I in these <laughs> movies it gets really hard for me especially with like teen girls or something where, where I feel like everyone's a little like their features and their wardrobe is a little bit like underdeveloped like I Mm. always feel like everyone who has the same hair is the same person. Um, But I do like that they gave Nikki some (laughs) lipstick to stand out. You know, I will say that, like, this whole scene has seems really dramatic, but 
I'm going to have to beg everyone to go back to middle school in their brains for just a moment and remember how much (laughs) things could change over the course of literally like two or three classes. Like once you get Mm. people in their individual classes stirring up their own shit, if you were someone that had like two periods away from your close friends, you had no idea what you were coming to lunch to. And that is exactly what Mm. happens in this scenario because – While, you know, Vanessa's been in whatever class she's in after speaking to Tony, Nikki and this blonde girl have stirred up a whole universe around her that she's just so clueless about. Um, As if, you Mm -hmm. know, she hadn't asked, as if Stacey hadn't asked for all of this to happen in the first place. Um, We're at soccer practice the next day and it's heated. Nikki stops the ball when Vanessa goes to kick it and calls her a wuss, a whore, and a slut. Um, real quick, by the way, like this is, we're on the other side of not even 24 hours. Vanessa goes running off the field. And when the teacher asks what's wrong, uh, Nikki says, she's going to go cry. Vanessa's mom asks her if she needs a ride that night. And she says that she's staying home. She's not going to the movies anymore. Stacy hates her now. And her mom wants to know if she did something to upset her, tease her. Was she critical? Mom says that whatever it was, it will pass. This is what happens sometimes with girlfriends. So this is where we learn that not only is Stacy's mom a friend of Vanessa's mom, but she's also a client of hers. This is the next day in, in Stacy's or Vanessa's mom's office. She comes knocking at her door and the two of them chat while they discuss interior design. While she's there, Vanessa's mom mentions to her that Vanessa and Stacy got into some sort of fight. Stacy's mom says that that's how things go when you're that age, and she's sure that the two of them will get back on track soon. They agree that they would do anything to never go back to that difficult age in life. Um, which is, I don't know, I mean, it's something that you say as an adult, but I don't think you can ever go back and, like, truly grip the horror. It's like childbirth. Like, I think that, like... Once you – everyone got nice to each other on the last day of eighth grade. Do you remember that? Like the last two weeks of middle school were like a breeze all of a sudden? Honestly, the first time I felt that was senior year of high school. Okay. That is when that moment happened where everything changed. Like I, I had a lot more friends. Everyone year. got cool, uh, at hi- really cool at high school. Like I remember going to like the grad parties and after prom and like – all of a sudden, like, I was drinking at a party with every popular kid. And I was like, excuse Like, what? Like, what? Like, I literally couldn't believe it. Who but, yeah, there, there's a guard that goes down a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, one one thing I, uh, I thought was an interesting detail just to show us the disparity in wealth was that Stacy's mom is wearing a very dramatic string of pearls. And I just thought there that was no uh, – Good call. That they had to make sure we just remembered she's got money. Although I do like in these movies when like the arbiter of class is like technically the less wealthy person. Like Stacy's mm. mom is going to Vanessa's mom for interior design advice, which I feel like is so perfect. Like that's just such like a perfect <laughs> truth. Um, just my mom was very snazzy and everyone – you know, and we were like a single mom, only child situation. So Stacy texts Nikki from her sidekick. I love that they add in the, um, I guess like trivia for this movie that Stacy's on a sidekick too. And I'm like, as if you had to tell me, um, I know that phone anywhere. Um, and the two, I never had one, but I read magazines in the early two thousands. Um, So they're gossiping about Vanessa behind her back, right in front of her face. And that's just a maddening feeling. I don't know if you've ever been there where, like, two of your friends are 
100% shit talking you or doing something right in front of you, but behind your back just enough. Um, Sure. I've been there. So (laughs) Nikki sends a text to Vanessa um, and it says, Vanessa thinks she's all that, but everyone really hates her. And it's unclear whether or not this was like a mass text or if this was supposed to go to Stacy, but either way, it wound up in Vanessa's lap. So at lunch, the girls are all looking over their shoulders at the outcast table and laughing at something on a laptop. And you can just hear this like munch, munch, munch sound. And we're going to play, <laughs> we're going to play this clip. But the outcast girl from the club, uh, soccer team, Emily, joins Vanessa at, lun- at the lunch table. And let's play 2322 to 2453. Loser's table. <laughs> Hi. You missed the action in English today. Nikki was Moby Dick. We needed somebody to stick a harpoon in our ass. You know why they keep dogging you? Obviously, I did something to Stacy. I just don't know what it is. They do it because they know it gets to you. I call them the white tornadoes because they destroy whatever's in their path. And it doesn't bother you? They don't have anything that I want. (laughs) So you want to come with me to club soccer? Um, I'm kind of busy, thanks. Yeah. Want to see our idea for the yearbook cover? That like little like munch, 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 munch (laughs) gif or whatever the fuck you'd call that, that like small computer program that they built is actually, I think, hilarious. Um, But, you know, it's like truly goes to show how young these girls are because you would have to be so young that that wouldn't be funny to you, that you would take that as like a real (laughs) personal attack. Um, which, you know, was terrible. Um, and also like the irony of just this girl with like a mouthful of braces who like actually looks more like an awkward teen than like the star of our movie <laughs> who oddly in this scene reminds, she looks like Jojo, like the pop star Jojo. Oh yeah. 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 Just won a Grammy. Proud of her. Well, yeah. you know, here's the thing. Uh, I don't think Jojo did win a Grammy. I think that she was on a song that won a Grammy. But I, she's not going to get a Grammy because she didn't do the lyrics. That's right. So in my mind, she won a I Grammy. I mean, I'm just happy she's in the building. Sleep at night. Like, I'll be real with That's you. That's right. Me too. Um, but yeah, how was that supposed to be a yearbook cover? <laughs> I mean, what – having now seen this movie uh, multiple times recently, I – I am assuming, are we to believe that Nikki is the one creating these videos, these programs? I think that the technology clearly, like, gets kicked into high gear once the blonde comes around. Like, they weren't really... Oh, interesting. I don't think Nikki had the resources on her own, but, like, when... 
you know, coupled with all of her peers, like she, they definitely were able to take that caddy and put it onto the screen. But I I mean, she was sending wild texts out before they were building small, I don't know what you would call that. Not a GIF, not a game, not a site. It's just, you know, something going munch, munch, munch. And (laughs) I just, I just think that's all this film was missing was the scenes in which her and the blonde or however many uh, teen girls were hunched over a computer uh, creating this image of her burping and farting while eating a muffin. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I was that – that's, that's what I wanted to see. Is that what she was doing? I just thought she was eating. She was like eating – she was – it was – you know, she took that uh, quick pick of her eating her, her muffin at the internet cafe. Is and that then, what yeah, it in was? That video, I thought it was like, like – I'm so blind and like also not with it <laughs> that I, I thought it was like an illustration of her. Oh, no. That, I think that was the screenshot. She took like a very – like I remember hearing her camera flash on her flip phone, but she took like a little screenshot of her when she was taking a bite of her muffin. Fuck. And it's it's unbelievable, and and just all from that, she created this monster. Well, I mean, this it is what makes me sad is that I think that it might be that the guys are involved now because now that they've started to mm. pig pile on Vanessa, it just gets worse, and more and more people join this party. And I will say to you, That's I'm right. a little disturbed that we didn't get any technological advances like we did with that little munch munch thing <laughs> before the guys started to That's show right. up on their radar. Because I'm like, you don't need a guy uh, to insult your girlfriends over the internet. You can do that on your own, girls. Uh, I, I honestly believe, I, just looking at Nikki when she was looking at what she uh, saw as a betrayal of uh her what's uh, Alexa Vega or not Alexa Vega uh Vanessa getting asked out by Ryan like it looked like she was getting off on it like she was like peeking at them behind and like this like creepy smile like curls over her face so uh, just with her hatred or whatever desperation she has to get uh Vanessa out of the picture I'd like to believe that she you know watched the oh but they didn't have like see I was picturing she was watching like videos like how to videos on YouTube but like that wasn't an option so I just like to think that she self taught herself how to make that burping and farting I mean that'd be ideal for sure Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.